His kingdom is forever. One day the risen king will return and set up a literal thousand-year kingdom on earth, but we get to express that kingdom authority right now in this church age, walking in obedience to the word of God, glorifying him in all we say, do, and think. I'm going to ask Deja Wright and Anissa Albright to join me as I'm speaking here about baptism. These are two of the 11 that will be baptized this afternoon at Fort Montague Beach, 3.30. Last time we had a uh, baptism there on December 6th, there were 10 persons baptized, and about 75 of you came out to the beach. It was such an encouragement to witness that discipleship obedience of those 10 portrayed in the waters of baptism back then. I trust we'll have more than 75 at the beach this afternoon at 3.30. No evening service tonight, so that'll free you up to come out in the mid-afternoon to witness discipleship obedience, to celebrate discipleship obedience in 10 individuals who comprise this church. I also have some great news to report that God has provided $10,000 now that we can fix the baptistry here in the sanctuary. So we thank God for that. Just before I invite Anissa and Deja to present their testimonies, all 11 will present testimonies on the beach before they're baptized, I should say. But I wanted to give you a little teaching, a little short teaching on water baptism. Maybe you have questions about it. What is it? Why do we do it? Why, uh, what does it mean? What does it not mean? Uh, basically, baptizo in the Greek New Testament means to place into to place into, so in a sense, I'm baptizing my hand when I place it into my jacket, place into. There are two kinds of baptism we see in the New Testament. The first type is Holy Spirit baptism. It happens immediately, automatically, invisibly at the point of conversion. You're placed into Christ when you're saved, and you're placed into his family, the church. That happens invisibly, automatically, and immediately when you trust Jesus to be your savior. That's the first kind of baptism, Holy Spirit baptism. Water baptism, it's also in the New Testament. Water baptism is a choice a disciple makes. It's requested by the person who is baptized. It makes visible what's already happened invisibly in terms of them coming to know Christ as Lord and Savior. It's an important discipleship step. The church of Jesus Christ, the last words of Jesus before he left earth for the Father's right hand, was go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them all things that I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even till the end of the age. So our mandate as a local assembly and the Church of Jesus Christ's mandate collectively around the world is to make disciples. That's what we're to do. We're to do three things we're to do to make disciples. We're to go to the lost. We're to baptize converts in water in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we are to teach doctrine. Uh, to those who have trusted Jesus to be their Savior. And so a day like today is a wonderful installment of blessing. And all the individuals we've helped get ready to give their testimonies on the beach at 3.30 this afternoon, I've stressed with them that obedience in an assembly is contagious. And their obedience in the matter of water baptism, God is going to use to compel some of you who are converted but not yet water baptized to obey the Lord after all, baptism is not a suggestion in the New Testament. It is a command to make visible what's already happened to you in salvation is a command. When persons are baptized in water, they're saying, I am with Christ. I will be a committed follower of Jesus Christ, and you can hold me accountable. No Lone Ranger Christian living. So come on out, 3.30, Fort Montague Beach, this afternoon.
and witness the obedience of 11 individuals who obey Christ and be water baptized. I'm going to read one testimony from Sheldon Wright, and then Anissa and Deja are going to give you their testimonies. Sheldon Wright, under the heading of Before I Received Christ, I Lived and Thought This Way, wrote, I thought that doing wrong was okay. I thought that being mean was funny. I was angry at God because I thought he didn't care. Under the heading, How I Received Christ, Sheldon wrote, I sat in Brother Michael Simonette's Sunday school classroom in 2010, where he was thinking that all of us were being rude and selfish and disobedient and sinning. Then he asked us who wants to have their ways changed and trust God. After he prayed, he showed me that God took my place on the cross and that my faith should be completely in Christ for salvation. Teach Sunday school? Work in Awana? Wonder if it's getting through to those wonderful children? The Holy Spirit's moving as his word is taught and modeled. After I received Christ, young Sheldon wrote, I became a nicer person. I listened to my parents. I try to bring my friends to Christ. I realize that sins have consequences. The verse he's wanting to share, his favorite verse, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Thank you, Lord, for saving Sheldon and bringing him to today's water baptism. Next, let's have our sister, Nisa Albury. You please come and share what you would like to let the assembly know. Good morning. Um, Under the heading, Before I Received Christ, I Lived and Thought This Way. Um, As many of you know, I was raised in a Christian home and attended both Sunday school and church regularly. I always tried to do the right thing, and I believed I lived a morally good life. I knew that Christ had died for my sins, but I didn't understand it for myself. I didn't believe that I had to make my faith my own. I thought that because my parents and my grandparents were saved and because I lived a good life, I was okay. So under the heading, how I received Christ. I received Christ at the age of 10 during a summer trip to Word of Life Ranch in New York. That was the first time I realized that my faith needed to be my own and not my parents' faith. I believed that I was a sinner and that me trying to live a good life just wasn't good enough. I wanted to turn away from sinning and I asked God to forgive my sins and I believed that my sins were forgiven because Jesus died on the cross for my sins and then was resurrected from the dead and is alive. So my life changed for a short time after this but it wasn't really until I was a freshman in college that I began to take my life seriously, my faith seriously and rededicated my life to the Lord. So under the heading, after I received Christ, these changes took place. After I rededicated my life to Christ, my faith became the most important part of my life. I began to talk to God and pray to him more. I also became more interested in studying God's word and learning more about what it means to have a relationship with God. I took more interest in my Bible courses as well as chapel while in college and even joined a discipleship group. I relied on God at all times, even when times were hard. 
then the biggest trial of all came. My grandmother, Eleanor, passed away. And this really challenged and tested my faith. And I found myself angry at God and really questioning him. And I really have to thank Sister Helen. Um, she helped me to realize that my grandmother would want me to continue living my life for the Lord. Just like as all of you know, she did. And that due to my faith in Christ, I would see her again one day. So with that in mind, I'm here today to be obedient to the Lord and get baptized. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, the pertinent or favorite verse, it's more of a passage, um, would be Philippians 3, 8 through 14. Indeed, I count everything as a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or I'm already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. This is right. Good morning. Good morning. Before I received Christ, I lived and thought this way. I thought only about myself and not about others. I thought that God never wanted me to be happy because he took away both my mother and father. There was never a guilty conscience when I sinned. I thought ungodly music was okay. I thought, I thought revenge was always the right thing. How I received Christ. I sat on the porch of my cabin at Camp Bahamas 2013 with my counselor, where she helped me realize that sin was not right and godly music was not okay. She told me that Jesus was my substitute that died in my place to give me eternal life. She then explained that all my faith must be placed in Jesus and there's nothing I should worry about any longer because God is in control. We both then prayed and I was placed into God's family. After I received Christ, these changes took place. I realized living for myself was not right. I came to comprehend that God knows exactly what he is doing. I began to do devotions, I read my Bible. I became less fearful. I began to show my friends that their living style was not a good one. I wanted to bring others to Christ and help them live the correct life. Favorite verse by which I would like to close. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not that of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works that any man should boast. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Wonderful. Uh, I'm calling the names of the others who uh, will be baptized at 3.30 on the beach, Fort Montague, this afternoon. You can stand, please. Uh, Celine Walkeen, uh, Jonathan Walkeen. You've met Deja Wright and Sheldon. Where's Sheldon Wright? Oh, up there. Hi, Sheldon. Um, Anise Aubrey, you just heard from. Joe Hepburn. Yes, hi, Joe. God bless you, brother. 
Um, Emily and Michelle Campbell? Yes. And Catherine, Jonathan, and Abigail Knowles? Great. Praise the Lord. Let's encourage these who are obeying Christ. I sincerely hope to see you at Fort Montague Beach at 3.30. Let's celebrate discipleship obedience and support these who are stepping out to obey Christ.